That's, that's what that is now. Oh, yeah. And you know how much oh, actual God. acoustic bafflers are, man? It's very expensive I mean, for stereo foam. I've, I've seen them like for sale for hundreds of quid. So. Hundreds of quid. So you get some couch cushions, you stick them up against the wall. I've seen people like recording inside of like just cardboard boxes. They've stuffed with pillows yeah. and just... Same thing. Don't do that. Does the job. So, uh, I guess we should probably watch the Big Show show, haven't I? Oh, I've been looking forward to this for so long. Episode... I think Stockholm Syndrome's kicking in. <laughs> Episode three of the Big Show show, what's happening? Uh, last time he was destroying houses, wasn't he? He was. Uh, Fantastic. And the, the joke is, I don't know if like, people picked up on it. Quite tall. Who is the Big Show? <laughs> So what's the uh, episode description? Uh, it's called The Big Brain. JJ, who I think is the smallest kid, struggles to accept that she's smart. No, she isn't. Mandy runs for president. Of course she fucking does. Uh, the Big Show fights his fear of mascots. That sounds <laughs> great. I'm uh, looking forward to that. And Casey bonds with Lola. Maybe too much. Oh, okay. That's... Could be going some really <laughs> dark places. Big Show chokes and mascots, mother daughter step no stepmother daughter incest. Oh so, yeah, no, it's not blood relation. Well, then th- there's there's a whole interesting subgenre of pornography conversation we can have around yeah. that. All this and more on this episode, surprisingly, of the Big Show 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 it's Show. A big show. show. So yeah, that that happened. So did you get onto all those Despicable Me references? Because you're an adult man who doesn't watch cartoons, unlike myself. <laughs> I I picked up on a little bit. Like, okay, good. I, I guess that that was the ending. And she's wearing the scarf at the end. So yeah. That, that kind of sums that up. So yeah, that that was... What can you say about that? Uh, the, the whole the youngest daughter is an evil genius oh. thing is... Not we, a good gimmick. we haven't watched this for like a few days and then when she was speaking it's like oh yeah this again <laughs> but you think like you think the big show had no gimmicks because he's a wrestler <laughs> it's that you would advise them against I, this I, yeah the big show's first gimmick in wcw was the giants and he was supposed to be andre the giant's son and he just wore andre the giant singlet but even then his gimmick was look how tall i am <laughs> which has just been his whole lifelong deal you know i mean it's not like mark henry who's Always been like, look how big and mean I am, but also I have sex with chocolate. Which was that I think the, that gimmick was. was. That the gimmick? <laughs> Something about sex and chocolate. I need to watch wrestling again. This sounds like it's getting interesting. Yeah, and then he gave birth to a hand. You remember this? He had sex with an old lady and she gave birth to a hand. Now I can't tell what, which bits are jokes <laughs> no, and which no, are No, no, th- this actually happened. Do you not remember this? What? <laughs> Do you remember the old ladies? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, turns out one of them was a horrible person who was pimping out ladies on the side, but that's a different for a different hope, for a different hell. conversation. The nice one was involved in a gimmick with Mark Henry in his sexual chocolate phase, and they had an illicit affair, and uh, then she gave, she was having a baby, and when she gave birth to the baby, and we were the cameras were all watching this, the doctor pulled out a gooey hand from her insides and said, "Well, let's give May Young a hand, everybody." And that was the end of the angle. And this was on TV. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
American, I don't do American schools have like school presidents and stuff? That's like yeah, a apparently weird... they do from watching American television That's as much. Such a weird thing. It's bizarre, isn't it? Can you imagine like trying to fucking go down to one of our schools? Like who would be asked for what? Who would, the person who signed up for it would just get the shittest time. Like they would just be yeah beaten senseless. It's like did you have like prefects in high school? We didn't. No, no, it's just a primary school thing. I think it's like I think it's like a pri- like a. Um, because we didn't have them in private um, primary school either. I remember them in primary school. I don't remember what they did though. I think they just got a badge. And even I was like, I don't want your stinking badge. <laughs> I don't respect your authority, <laughs> badge man. That's what I think of your badge. Yes, I was a little headstrong rebel, <laughs> even back then. But it, it it all ties into her character. This stuff, which is. The sort of insufferable nerd, insufferable nerd character in the high school principal and the high school president thing has just been done to death. I don't need to see it again. Like I'm not expecting the world of originality from the Big Show show that I'm talking about here. But you know, come on. And it's like the the kid she's run against is called Taylor Swift. Yes, and they make like that's he's running on like the. He just happens to be coincidentally named Taylor Swift. But they, they said the name. The the teacher was like, "Oh, and also Taylor Swift is running." And then we went for like a minute without men- mentioning the fact that this was a kid, uh, this was a little boy named Taylor Swift. <laughs> and then I kind of caught, "Oh, they're referencing the songs," and I just don't get that they're referencing the songs because I don't know a fucking Taylor Swift song apart from the one she says, "Shake it off, shake it yeah. off." Like he's objectively the good guy in this scenario as well because she like, was very likable because uh she's like all fuming and comes home and like and her mom starts giving her some advice and she just ignores it completely and it's like for someone who like performatively respects women you think she'd listen to her mom a bit more <laughs> you know my favorite part of the big show show is apart from the big show making jokes about how tall he is it's it's fucking Urkel. i like Urkel. yeah he's he's, he's, he's just like a, the fun like buddy like the wacky neighbor type wacky character. Wacky neighbor, you know? nothing wrong with his inventing stuff and hang, coming out, coming over all the time. Yeah, sitcom tropes are a thing that, like, when it's done right, it's a trope for a reason. I can get behind it. Yeah, it's, but it's stuff when it's like when it's the big show sitting down, coming home, sitting down next to a child. And going, now, honey, we all have to learn how to blah 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 blah. And it's like I don't need this. <laughs> this is a sitcom trope that needs to die. This is this is like all stuff that was popularized mostly by Bill Cosby's style of like yeah, sitcom that took over a whole decade. Don't want to take any lessons from Bill Cosby. Exactly. Yeah. But I think it, that sort of stuff makes me think like that's what you do if you're doing a parody of a sitcom. Yes. Like um, I'd go back to Bojack Horseman again which is a brilliantly like that's pretty much word for word what he does with uh, one of the kids in that show. If Bojack was a, a retired wrestler it would have been so uncannily like this yeah, show. Yeah, so- exactly the same. So the main plot of this episode, if you're that interested, is the annoying kid JJ is discovered to be a genius, which again is a sitcom fucking trope I could do without. But it's one that has some legs to it because it's going to go either A or B. It's going to go A, oh yeah, I've always been a genius. This is where this is going now. It's going to go B, oh, I cheated on the test. Uh, yeah. I'm not actually a genius. So you're, like, you're invested in the episode yeah. and you're like, well, I don't really care how this goes, but no, I don't know how it's going to go. So I'm going to keep paying attention. Yeah, it's a mystery wrapped in a wrapped in an enigma. Inside a small child. <laughs> but like, I don't think passing one test would mean, oh, you're a genius. <laughs> you you move to the smart people class. We especially, can do whatever you want. Especially in America, where, as I understand from watching TV again, all the tests are like 
multiple choice, just filling in square things? Um, I think some of them. Are, I think like high school level, especially, they're a lot hard. They some of them are a lot harder than our tests were. Like they do like A levels and stuff, or the equivalent of A levels when they're in high school. It's like they start out quite simple and just like to get get them off the streets, pretty much, and then they just bombard them with homework and shit until they go slightly mad that's why they have like the, <laughs> so much ritalin and stuff well so the, uh, so the the teacher comes around to a house which is another thing is like does that happen in real life i can't yeah that's literally never happened to anyone ever i don't think unless it's a thing in america that we don't know about again or a thing, thing in, in america where they, they email the teachers and say like give my child less homework give my child more homework <laughs> i pay your salary <laughs> fucking america what was the other thing we were kicking off about america during watching this uh, the, the election the election the um uh, there's a lot of stuff there was another one <laughs> something about florida um something about, yeah they had um the houses all have like moats. The outside. houses all have moats on them, man. But I don't think that's a real thing. I... You saw like it. A... They, they didn't make that. There was an aerial shot. They didn't make it. But that'd be like a rich person's neighborhood kind yeah. of thing, where you know. But like again, like I, I said, what you're watching this, like the big show would have a big house. The AEW did a promo in from Jericho's mansion where he was in his jacuzzi mansion. Air quotes, big fucking house. Like not a mansion, but still a big fucking house. And that was like. He was in the back garden in his jacuzzi chasing a drone, which is called Vanguard One, and it's Matt Hardy's embodiments. We'll get we'll get to that when we get. <laughs> that sounds like another story. Did it give birth to a hand as well? Somehow. <laughs> no, he, he put a little tiny T-shirt on and it flew away. <laughs> that's that at least you know, wrestling. That that's at least makes more sense. But it flew away over like over a, like a river, and I was like, does does Chris Jericho live on a river? Is this a thing? Like it, it went flew over a river with jet skis next to it, but. You know, he's got a lot of income coming in. The big show doesn't. These people are living in moats, mansions. Yeah. I mean, uh, so if anyone deserves a moat, it's the big show. If I mean... anyone deserves a moat, it's the big show. On that topic, kind of, though, there's a bit when uh, the the other subplot is the... Uh, the mum and mm. the oldest daughter are, like, becoming Bonding, friends and, yes. and stuff. Even though there was nothing to suggest that they weren't friends or needed to bond. Yeah, because they did seem to be getting... Well, they, they, everyone's, everyone's annoyingly nice in this show yeah, anyway, so... not get along. It's yeah. just, you know, she's like, finally, we bonded together. <laughs> it's like, well, you kind of always were. We'll get back to that, though. But there's a bit when they come home and, like, the big show's on the couch saying, oh, I was doing it it was a good day. And... I don't want to body shame the big show, but when he's sitting down, <laughs> you can see like his big tum tum on him. Did you see the big show when he got in shape? No. Right. Okay. So big show history one hundred and one. So he comes over from WCW as uh, the big show, has a good run with a title straight away. Gets in his head that like, oh, all I need to do is choke slam and power slam people, and I'm fine. Starts putting on weight. McMahon doesn't like this and says you're a fat piece of shit like ah you're a fat piece of shit and he sends him to OEV, OVW which is the training facility before NXT and like this is the first time anyone had been demoted after being a world champion so it's like oh shit I better lose some weight so he lost some weight he came back at his big 10 year run and like the last four or five years when he was just doing house shows he was like I'm bored I'm gonna get in really good shape oh, I think I remember yes. he did like um, he didn't he fight like a UFC guy 
they were like building up to a, for a boxing dude. Yeah, and he like got really in shape for uh, that. The Floyd Money Mayweather. Floyd they, Mayweather. They did that yeah. one, yeah. yeah. But he got even even better shape after that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he was in good nick. He uh, he took a gym selfie picture and he said he regretted it instantly because he he knew he had to keep at that level from then on. <laughs> and as we live in the show, he could not because like he, oh, he like... had like side pack and stuff. Like there's no reason for a dude that big to be in that good of shape. The side pack. Yeah, uh, I mean you can't really keep that off, can you? It's, uh, this is like you, not natural. Guys that size have to eat a lot of, like you know, fucking what's the word? Carbs, weight. Like, you know, they need a lot of protein. Eat a lot, don't they? Like yeah. that tall. But you know, then again, that's what fucking kills Andre the Giant. This is another uh, big show. It's gonna be hard to regulate like your diet at that level because you just that much. You need that much more food to just not be hungry, but this, also. Where's the line? Especially if you live in America, where it's just like, yeah, have an extra like each each triple size pizza comes with <laughs> four more pizzas, and you got like waste food or eat all this pizza. It's just uh, they have ninety nine cents gallons of cola drinks, like bigger yeah. than a bottle for ninety nine cents. And that like another thing to yell at the Americans. <laughs> go on, yeah, go on. Like, like, that's what we're here to talk drink, about like, things that killed under the giants, <laughs> like soft drinks, like drinking that much coke and stuff. It's just. Another uh, weird American thing, lacrosse. Yeah. So in the wire, uh, Omar meets Bunk for the first time in the in the office, and he says, "Where I know you from?" And said, you're one of them, me mother, because I saw with a lacrosse. But I never seen a brother play lacrosse before, and I don't even seen that made me think, is because is lacrosse a posh person sport or not? That's what I'm getting at here. I kind of assumed it was. Yeah, exactly. I always thought it was. But, like, there is, like... I remember, right, there was, like, a, 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 a lacrosse team at my old university, and that wasn't posh at yeah, But your London university... Yeah, but that wasn't a posh one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a place where they sent the dumbest people in the south and also the dumbest people in the north, i.e. me. <laughs> so <laughs> we just ended up in there. Uh, we were talking about the, the plot with the mum and the daughter. And they, they wasn't a bad plot. No, it wasn't. Uh, they they go to a a gig, quote unquote a gig, but you know like a nice TV American gig, which is in a, a well lit area with young attractive people. Doesn't have sticky floors and overpriced beer that's only going to get thrown on you. Like, why did you pay all that money for the beer just to throw it on me? You fuck. God, I hate people. But they, they were, she went to see a, a, a simulated music lady. <laughs> yeah, like a Which was a weird hologram. show. Yeah, she went to see a hologram singer. But I thought that was like a reference to Hatsune Miku, who like the, the hologrammatic singer. And also, funny enough, wrote Father Ted and uh, Harry Potter. What? Yeah, you know, hear about this? No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, J.K. Rowling and uh, Graham Lydon are both like pen names of Hatsune Miku, the hologram. What? Yeah, yeah. Just look it up. It's real. The the the, the hologram the, wrote it before before the, the hologram was conceived of. So like the hologram has a pen name. Yeah, then and, and she wrote Father Ted, uh, Black Books, and uh, Harry Potter. I, I, I am so confused by. That. It's because J.K. Rowling and Graham Lanham both cancelled. So, oh, okay. so we just we just like taking. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm with you now. Okay, yeah, yeah so Okay, yeah, fair enough. So yeah, we decided that you know. Tatsumi Miku wrote them. Sure. Who's gonna, the, who's gonna say the hologram didn't do it? Were you a hologram racist now? <laughs> no, no, not me. Not me, bro. I've always loved holograms. In fact, I love holograms more than anyone else has ever loved holograms. God, that's effective. <laughs> so we're gonna rule the world. 
But yeah, like, I don't get it. I don't get what they were trying to do there either. I guess they were just trying to make it seem modern. Maybe they're just weebs. I don't know. Yeah. But but the story was nice because it was it escalated into the third fucking sitcom trope of the goddamn thing with the, I'm going to get a tattoo. Oh, you're not going to get a tattoo. It's okay. We'll get a tattoo together. That's been done on like at least three different things. Three different things with women as the characters that was happening to actually as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the footnotes on this and, and post it underneath this episode. It'll be like a little another trope. It definitely happened in Friends and and it ended the same way with a, a, a just a dot with the tattoo and she said, "Oh, that's what I wanted." Yeah, it may have happened in I Broad remember City. That as well. Interesting, but like it, it the way that that story ends is with uh, the the young kids saying like. The mum says to her, it's like, oh, I just wanted to be your mate. And the, the kid says, well, you know, I've already had a mum who was actually kind of more like a mate. I could do with having a mother. Which is a really nice moment. Yeah. really. Uh, the audience should have awed there, and I didn't, because they're heartless bastards. <laughs> probably paid to make noises, aren't they? And they weren't paid for the art. The art the, well, it was a fucking customer. computer. Yeah. <laughs> it was a computer that was all, a heartless bastard. All unlike, holograms. Unlike all this hologram. Holograms are great. Computers are all <laughs> evil. God, I love holograms. <laughs> The next, oh, is America ready for a hologram president? I say yes. <laughs> that was like the best takeaway from that episode. For and me. With, with all three of these episodes as well, we don't spend enough time with the big show himself. No. It's all about his family, um, which is you know madly annoying for two who are here to see. But like, yeah. is that a, is that what they're trying to do though? Like the hmm. making sure like he's only on screen when he has a joke or a a, a dad moment, possibly, yeah. or just hit someone. But oh, like, and he hit a, and he hit a mascot. Punched a mascot. Punched a mascot. In a mascot yes. suit. It was fucking brilliant. Technically, one of his finishing moves. I after he he was doing lots of choke slams. He did the final cut, which was when he like got them in like you know a crossroads position under the arm there, and then he just like. Did like a like a fucking he dropped the like the bottom of his arm on top of them. <laughs> this is the weirdest fucking thing to describe. <laughs> yeah, I think I know what it was though. Yeah, I, yeah, he did I that, and then he did the WMD in like the last decade, which was just punching someone in the face. I mean, it's an effective finishing move. <laughs> it's a closed fist, it. which is meant to be an illegal maneuver. But yeah. hey, you know, if we're not wrestling purists. It's not wrestling anymore, is it? It's entertainment. You people make me sick. <laughs> But yeah, he he punched a mascot. That was fun. I know. Yeah, I mean, if this was just uh, the big show, just decking mascots left and right, <laughs> I've been fucking five stars. But yeah, the, that came about because he's trying to convince the youngest kid to go to the smart person class. Yes, but she's scared, and it's like, well, I'm not. I'm, you're not scared of anything. Well, I'm scared of mascots, and it's like, oh well, if you face your fears of mascots, I'll go to fourth trope. Yeah, and it's like, I think. On a lo- on like in life, and correct me if I'm wrong. Standing up to mascots is not as important as going to school, <laughs> like in terms of life skills. Uh, well, there's a lot to unpack there. You're probably going to encounter mascots maybe twice a day in your yeah. life. Depends if you got old Disneyland or what. And you can just avoid mascots. And stuff, <laughs> it's like it's not you're not gonna bump into them in the street, are you? But like, but she's a genius. So what does she need to go to school for? Ah, there you go. The point of that class, the genius class, was that like you don't have to do any schoolwork in this class because you're all geniuses. Which by itself is like you pass one test and you go to a class where you don't have to do anything. That's fucking. Maybe the person who was giving out this test could have wait a minute. This is a sitcom trope. I better double check the results of this test. <laughs> wait a minute. This multiple choice quiz only had one choice. 
put this together the universe in which this exists is just like all like the the npcs just shut down when the main character's <laughs> on about which explains why the tattoo artist didn't know how to do tattoos like, yeah oh, i want tattoo right this way here you go <laughs> no queuing no money up front no like uh no safe preparation <laughs> yeah, fucking... yeah. but i don't think he was a reputable tattoo artist though they didn't even get like whenever they have someone playing a tattoo artist on something that's been filmed in the last fucking 15 years it's a guy covered in tattoos like the, they they cast like tough guy number two as the tattoo artist <laughs> in this. They probably didn't want to scare people too much, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's Experience. all the things that I had to yell out about that show. Shall we see what the next episode is? Uh, do we do that? Do we do that? This is another thing I was going to yell about. This is a two-parter because it's like it carries on the um, the, the 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 beef with Taylor Swift. Thing, yeah. The big show and Lola get competitive in the kitchen. Cassie fudges the truth at an open house and Mandy learns that not all politicians play dirty. So oh. is she going to learn that Taylor Swift is not a bad guy just... and she's just fucking stopping a nerd? Well, l- looking at the next list, it looks like we're only four episodes away from some actual wrestling though, so, you know, that'll be fun. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what we're here for, apparently. That and to talk about how the how the Andre the Giant died, died <laughs> tragically and had to shit in a bathtub. <laughs> we are objectively, by any metric, monsters. Not as monsterific as Andre the Giant, who scared many children and was a deeply unhappy individual. Uh, I scared I scare children. I'm deeply unhappy. That's but do you shit in the bath? <laughs> Not when I'm sober. Was Andre the Giant ever sober? Because he was in go. that much pain and unhappy from being Holy a monster. Holy shit, am I Andre the Giant? Is my Andre the you, Giant? You tell me if I was, right? Find out next time on the big show. Show. Show, it's show, show. show. show.